Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, where we will be sharing all things motherhood, farming, faith, rural living, and so much more. So grab your favorite beverage of choice and come hang out with your two farm wife besties. We are so happy you are here with us. This week's episode is brought to you by Grasshopper Mowers. With Grasshopper Mowers, nothing gets in the way of Mow Day. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hello. <laughs> Do you want to go? Do you want me to go? We're talking over each other. <laughs> <laughs> what episode are we on? Uh, right. I don't know. Uh, hello. Welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, episode 65. We have no name, but we're here. Oh, mental health. Yeah. Duh. Kylie, come on. Kylie. Kylie. It's been crazy. Mental health really does matter. That's what the it paper does. says. I mean, mental health may. Yeah, right. You gave me an outline and I'm just free free gaming it here, free balling it. Mental health in this time of year is so important. We were just talking before we hit record about how stinking busy and overwhelmed we feel in this present second. We have a review. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You read it. Okay. This is a five-star review and it says, not a farm wife. I'm not a farm wife, but I'm married to one. From my perspective, these these gals, I think it meant Kylie and Wit, hit the nail on the head with their take on life as wives, moms, and farmers. Farmers and capitals. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Rural America needs more talk about the real issues. These girls are doing more than pulling their weight in their arena. Thank you, male listener. Okay, life update. Down and dirty in plantain, kind of, sort of, here. So we have had lots of rain. That is very evident. We still, as of two days ago, had 0% planting done. That was May. So yesterday, May 10th, yesterday, no, two days ago was our first day actually getting anything in the ground. We first got it our sweet, got it. Oh my gosh. Words are so hard. We got our sweet corn patch planted first, obviously the most important thing of all. And then Why we planted. Why did that? We don't, didn't we, you didn't know we, we planted sweet corn? No, I didn't know that. Okay, when you come back, because it's your turn to come here next, um, I will send you home with the fr- best frozen sweet corn of your life. Okay. Oh, I love sweet corn. So we usually package when we get it, if there is enough, sometimes coons get it, sometimes it doesn't grow, you know, sometimes the year's not great, but when there is a lot, my mother-in-law and I, we will put up corn for our freezer and then sometimes my sister-in-laws are involved and um, two years ago, we cleaned out the entire garage and we have this big shelf or um, counter rather in our garage. And it was just these big pots. And oh my, my back hurt after the day was over. It is so much clean, shucking, picking, shucking, cleaning, cooking, bagging. And you it's have to so do it all work. in one day. It is a it is a full day's work. I'm like one of those people that hits up the farmer's market and gets like well, we each eat two or three, so definitely get like 15 cobs just for supper, and that's how I roll. <laughs> oh, oh. I sat down. I think Jordan, his max once was 13 ears at one time. Oh, my. Jordan. <laughs> I know. That was when I'm we were younger. I probably couldn't do that. That was when we were younger and could handle every all of our food differently. Like, he doesn't do that now, but, oh, we at least eat three each, and the kids oh, yeah. love it, and... It's Mm. my favorite. I cannot wait. My mouth is watering. So anyways, we got that going. We planted most of the day yesterday, but then today Jordan's just kind of kicking around and it's been hot here, but we've just had so much moisture under that top crust. It's just a little bit too wet. So I think they're looking around, going to get a couple more smaller fields planted and maybe put in some beans because we all know that beans are the women of the relationship and they can handle a little bit more adverse conditions. (laughs) And so we might be, I mean, Jordan literally said, I'd rather put beans in wet soil than corn. And I'm like, yeah, I know why, because men need a lot of baby and can care. Um, just like corn. So I think we're still going to plant. It's just not as hard and as heavy as we thought we would be at this point, but again, forward progress. And that's all we can ask for. Right. For sure. On the, um, home front, I've been doing colors. I'm going to style training in June. That will be fun. And just busy. Last night was kind of my first seasonal single night. Jordan was spraying and doing some other things. And so 
that was eventful and busy up until like I, I closed my eyes and that's very normal and um, it's good. It's good. I will be tired by the time this is all said and done. That's for sure. Right. Won't we all? Um, we're, right. still zero, we're still 0% on our farm. We're still uh, custom uh, planting, but there's several thousand acres in on that farm. So still rolling. Just little glitches is making the guy's day rough. You know, technology can be your best friend or it can be the worst. So they're still plugging along. Um, I'm in a little bit of a different season than normal. I'm usually the one out helping and I haven't had to help at all. So it's been a little weird. Uh, our South Africans came early this time, which is good. It's all good. Like they're working so well. They're all a team. It's going great. Um, but I kind of found myself like the first week they started working like, okie doke, like, you know, twiddling my thumbs, like what's wit supposed to do now? But it's been good. It's been good for me to realize that my season may have just changed and I will still be needed. It's just, yeah, a, a new a new vibe that I'm not used to. So I've been like thriving at the house. My bookwork is all caught up. My garden's planted. My yard looks good. My flowers are trying to live in this godforsaken wind that we have every single day. Um, kids are good. We've actually, we went to our first spring show and the kids showed goats. It was so fun. And so I'm trying to embrace like, hey, this is maybe a, a few months of or weeks, you know, of where the kids and I can do more than we usually get to. So we might hit up another spring show this weekend and yeah, just all the domestic goddess stuff is still rolling. Cultivating Courage tickets are sold out. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I'm so proud so, yeah. of you. Yeah, so you can stay tuned later in the year. I might put up 50 more tickets at full price, but I'm not sure. I, I really like the the homey feel of that 250 number. So we'll just see. Right. That's awesome. Um, I have a helper on my lap who his hands are full of crap. Just so we're all clear. Enjoy that. Um, but again, we're being short and sweet here. So he is smiling and we're going to get through this with poopy pants. Um, no, I didn't know. Well, I'm guessing you'll still be in harvest more than. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the planting season is a little bit yeah, different with the guys. it's weird. Like, usually I'm the one going to get seed and haul fertilizer. And, you know, because it's usually just Bart, Chad, Dylan, and I. And this year it's like, well, then. I'll right, because the guys, they came in July last year or something. It was later, right? It was... Yeah, so they got here like July 15th. They got here just in time to help finish with wheat harvest, which was great because we ended up getting more wheat acres. But yeah, now I'm like, so... Which it's working perfect. It's working great. Like, Conray's doing what I normally do and keeping up really well. And Loppies is like, just kind of like Bart's side cart. Like, they're doing sprinkler stuff and those other two are planting. And so it's been... It's actually been rolling really, really smoothly, so it works good. Poor Rowan. It sucks to be little some days. Oh, my gosh. I tried to mute as fast as I could. He, I mean, and it's not the poop in his pants, guys. It is just because he's a moody little turd. This is real um, life. That's real life. This is real life. Yeah, I got ret- late to school today. Hey, no judgment. I was trying to get, like, everybody in the car because I also wanted to go to work right after, like not have to come back home. But I was trying to start supper, get ready, get everybody in the car, and it just didn't happen. So not only did I get Rhett late to school, then I still had to come back and do supper and stuff, which it worked out because we're here recording and I just got a lot done this morning. But we're heading to work here after this. And Good job <sighs> getting supper rolling. Right. Pray for my patience. That's I'm really going to be mindful of not putting myself in that situation in the evenings of rushing and feeling so overwhelmed. And so I say that I'm sure it will still happen, but things like I'm making a roast. So that'll at least feed us twice. Um, and the kids like it. And it's just one of those things. So I'm going to try to do more of that kind of food that I can either do in the morning or the night before. So that right. at five o'clock, I'm not sitting there trying to hold Rowan, who probably will be grumpy, God bless him, and cook supper and break up Rhett and Reese's little tiffs or fights or whatever. So I am telling you what, I'm ready for school to be out. I'm tired of bedtime routine. Like the kids are last night, they're like, it's still light out. I said, I know it is, but like, 
Yeah. Susie will not wake up. And so same thing. I'm like ready for, I need to set myself up for a better success in the evenings, but I will not start until school's out. I think that's the same for mornings too. I've been really trying hard to lay the kids clothes out because even that just five minutes sets me behind. It does. And this morning, so at the beginning of this week, I, my alarm didn't go off and kind of tying into here mental health as we like start going forward in this conversation, especially with our guest speaker. But uh, morning time is for me. I love to get up and intentionally spend that time on something. It's usually working out, but it could be on like you, answering. Though. It could be answering emails. It could be on my business, but it's still like for me without interruption. And the first two weeks, Jordan got me a new Apple Watch for Mother's Day. God bless him because he's missed a lot of gifts. A lot of gift opportunities have come and gone. I know. I thank Good you, job, Jordan. I told him that. I told him that. I'm like, did Whitney text you? <laughs> he said, well, yeah. I mean, I think he literally got it like the day or two before, but again, that doesn't matter. That's, that's irrelevant. I actually, actually suggested to him that he fly you to Hayes so we could go on a spa day, but apparently that wasn't good enough. Okay. So Jordan <laughs> has been dropping hints of where's the closest airport. We should go out there for a weekend. We should do this. And I'm like, okay. In the midst of everything. Like, I'm here for that, but like, we got a lot going on. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, darn it. So anyways, <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was talking about with mental health. And can you, you can you're working on you in the mornings? Yeah. Okay. So my alarm wasn't going off. I don't know if it had to do with my Apple watch, but I had like two straight mornings of no, no me time. I'd get up at like 6.15 and boy, were we rushing just to get. And then your heart starts rushing time. and you're quick to anger and all those things. I know. I feel yep. like. So today when I was driving right to school, I took a breath and was like, you know what? If he's late, he's late. Like it's like the last week of school. Exactly. Who cares if he has a tardy? And it was just, it it was like I gave myself permission to relax. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about it. Grace. I think that should be your first podcast. It was just permission. Like I was so worked up and I was like, when I say get in the car, I mean, get in the car. I don't mean eat your breakfast. I don't mean, I mean, get in the car. You know, I was lecturing my kids, even though I was also late. And right. I did say that. I said, I'm late too. I know. Um, but as I was just driving, I'm like, we are going to be late. So why are we still rushing? Let's just accept the lateness and move on. Not wreck. Trying to rush there. For real. Well, you know us. It's like a sh- one straight road. Right. No hill. pavement. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's not a lot. I mean, I could wreck, I guess. But like two hands on the wheel, eyes forward, and we will get where we need to go for school. Right. But um I think it just really ties in. You know, I could talk about mental health and my journey that I've been on over the last year, especially, but um, I think you guys know that and we can talk about that another time again, dive back into that. But But I think what you can can add to this is ask for help or go get help. Oh, 100%. Yep. And and Whitney's going to, I don't think you would be where you are today if you wouldn't have admitted that. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. And I was on my mastermind yesterday and we were talking about how um, some changes that we've seen in each other. And one of our mastermind friends said to me that, you know, when I started this sharing journey, it felt like I was, you know, sharing about farming or I was sharing and kind of fitting this like farm wife mold and how over the years, but especially in this last year, I really bought into myself and, and owned up to being me and authentically me. And that's like kind of my why. So do in doing that, it doesn't feel as imposterish. And so it's easier and it's easier for myself to give to give myself grace because I've asked for help in the past and allowed myself to just be me instead of trying to be somebody else or something that I'm not. Right. hundred percent. So I mine's a little different than yours, although it still is very mental health related, but I've just felt like my body has been so off for months. Like I and I think I tried to convince myself in my head. Nothing is really wrong with you, Whitney. Like, toughen up. What the what the frick are you? Me. Toughen up. Like I kept telling myself, like, suck it up. And That's finally, me. That was I got me. To, that was it me. finally got to the point where I was like, okay, like I broke down and was crying. I'm like, something is really not right. Like something in my body, I don't know what it is. And I was, I have, I'm not saying I was because I haven't gotten fixed yet. Like I have been more anxious. I have been more impatient with my kids. I'm tired. I'm like, I have so many symptoms that I name off. I went to two doctors and they both like disregarded every one of my symptoms. They made me feel like crap. 
They disregarded everything I said. It was awful. Like I've never felt more defeated in my life. So then after that second doctor, even Bart was like, Whitney, they say you're fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Something is not right. And so I finally decided, I'm like, you need to advocate for yourself. You need to find a freaking doctor that is going to look at the shit that you say you won't look at. And so I actually went to a functional medicine doctor and told her all my symptoms, told her what was going on. And she's like, Whitney, these are these are not normal for a healthy 32-year-old woman that is that is that is busy, but she said, Yeah, you should be fatigued. You're a farm wife, you're exhausted, like you're chasing kids. But she said, all those other things those aren't normal. And she said, and you know what? They're fixable. You're at the right place. And I just started crying. I'm like, stop it. You believe me? Like, you know what I'm saying? It was so hard for people to tell me that those feelings weren't real when they were. So got a hormone panel done. Ladies, go and get a hormone panel. You can message me. I'll tell you what all was on my test. But turns out I have a buttload of stuff wrong with my hormones. Like, I have no vitamin D in my body, very low testosterone. Like, that's embarrassing to say, but that's real life. Like those are real things that I am experiencing. Low estrogen, like my cholesterol was kind of high, which is kind of scary to see, you know, considering I work out all the time. And there was one other thing that was bad. I don't remember. But turns out I wasn't crazy. These things were in my head. And she said the stuff that she's going to give me will help with my anxiety and all these other things that I've been feeling because of my hormones. Oh, see, sorry. Hi. Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. You're fine. I'm also listening to Roa and cry. You're fine. Um, your life. I need to get a hormone panel done. I've been taking some Harmony from First Form. Oh, I think that's bless his little pee picking heart. I am going to lose my mind. <laughs> You're fine. So, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I, I have to start taking vitamin D and all these things. But regardless, know that if you are struggling and if you don't feel okay... It's a real feeling and you should probably try to figure it out, whether it be your hormones or your mental status or, you know, any of these things. Keep find, keep going until you find somebody that will actually listen to you because I went essentially to the fourth place. She finally listened to me. I don't even know where I'd go get something done, like that done, but I feel like I would like that and could benefit from that as well. Yeah, for sure. So we are heading into an interview. We went a little longer here than we wanted to, but um, I'm going to interview Ashley Machado. She is a counselor. I'm sure I butcher her name. A counselor in a mental health Machado, but I actually don't know. It's it's Spanish. Okay. Well, we'll just keep it. Oh, gosh. We'll have to ask her. Ash. I call her Ash. I mean, that's like, she's my friend. Right. So she's a counselor and a mental health consultant, and we're just going to go and we're going to chat all about mental health. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to this part. Whitney and Ash are going to have this conversation and I just cannot wait. I love Ash and I think you guys are all going to love her too. It doesn't matter whether you're on the backfield or the front yard. On Mo Day, perfection is a game of inches. It's a battle of fence line and fierce terrain. Out there on that grasshopper mower, you don't let anything stop your stripes. Nothing stands in the way of a job well done. For more on Mow Day and Grasshopper Mowers, visit grasshoppermower.com. Okay. Hello, hello. So we are here with Ashley Machado, and she is a counselor and mental health uh, advocate, a huge impact in the mental health world. And I'm just going to throw it right over to you, Ash, and let you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm... Ashley, like Whitney said. Um, I am a counselor and we are a farming and ranching family in California. We have almonds and raise dairy cats for local dairymen. Um, I have worked with a bunch of different populations and then really ended up struggling with my own mental health after I had my first child. And I began to notice the need for mental health in agriculture and how we're not talking about it. And I started doing some research and I never really found anyone who kind of like understood what it meant to like be a producing family or or just a family in rural America and then also have the education 
and background and stuff like that that I have. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting because as an industry, we're leading the rate in suicide and the resources are just like almost nothing. And we are feeding the world. Like our job's pretty important. And so I I think about a year ago, I started on this journey and um, I'm not going to lie, it's been a little difficult kind of like paving the way and getting people to kind of really understand that this is pretty important. But I feel like it's starting to catch on and I'm really, really, really hopeful for kind of the future for of ag. And that seems to be, I, I completely agree. So we started farming, oh gosh, well at least got into ag. We didn't start with farming, we started spraying, but nine years ago now and like no one it was like unspoken you do not talk about your mental health you're too tough to do that you know all these things and I would say in the last oh maybe like the year before COVID started it started to become a trend that like hey maybe I do have feelings that I need to talk about or you know like I am struggling and it's a very real thing so I'm glad that you are trend setting paving the way for that because it is so so needed in this industry especially in this industry. I mean, I know everyone has mental health struggles, but man, the amount of things that we cannot control in our lives is so much greater than what we can control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I say this example all the time and it's actually pretty relevant to some of my friends who are experiencing it right now is that I'm not sure there's any other industry where one day like your financial future is great and then the next day something happens with the weather and it's like, uh, what am I going to do? So like even just that uncertainty and knowing like, I'm going to put my heart and soul into this and then tomorrow it might be gone. That is so, that's a lot. That's a lot to hold for anybody. And so I think like just recognizing and allowing people to be like, oh, wow, I'm kind of having a hard time with that right now. And normalizing it and saying like, you know what, everyone is kind of struggling with the same thing. Let's just start talking about it um, is going to be really helpful because one of my favorite psychologists, she says that anxiety is uncertainty plus like a doubt in our ability to handle the uncertainty, to handle the anxiety. So like, I can't control the weather. I wish that I could, but what I can do is like, (laughs) is really like help people learn skills and help them believe in themselves. So like, you know what, if something does happen and it will, I know that I can work through it. Right. So what are some of those tips that, or tricks that you have up your sleeve that can help people? Yeah, I think my favorite one is um, a thing I like to call thought inspection, where we really are kind of challenging our thoughts. Like, is is what I'm thinking right now based in fact? Or is it based in like fear or in the future? Or am I like trying to predict something that I don't know, right? So like, we I have an exercise and um, let me think of an example. Okay, well, if someone's like oh my gosh you know my we've planted crop right and then something comes and happens to the weather and stress starts to come like that's a natural reaction like our body is going to respond to that stress okay and then that could turn into worry right like what am I going to do where's what's going to happen to my family what what do I have to do you know but then it becomes like this really unproductive cycle of thinking and it begins to consume you sit down, put out a piece of paper and write down the facts that you know. Also write down every single worry that's coming to your mind and then go down and cross out anything that's not a fact, right? And the facts tend to show like, okay, I'm okay right now. I can't predict what's going to happen. I know that stuff happens and I know that I have made it through every single thing that's come my way up until this moment. And you know what? I can make it through whatever comes in the future. 
Right. Absolutely. So I got to hear you speak. You came and spoke in Kansas for our Farm Bureau. Um, and you talked about square breathing. I think that is something that everybody should at least hear you explain and then try it when they... I know when I've been anxious before and I've actually experienced a... I would call it an anxiety attack because my heart was racing. My chest felt heavy. And same thing, like my thoughts were worrisome thoughts. They really weren't factual or intentional. And so I remembered you talking about square breathing and I did that. And slowly my heart rate started to, you know, calm down and I was able to realize that I was stressing myself out. And so can you explain square breathing for them? Yeah. Yeah. So um, a good way to imagine it is like look at a square, whether it's like a picture frame or a window or something like that. And then you follow a sequence of four. So you breathe in, one, two, three, four. Then you hold, one, two, three, four. Then you exhale, one, two, three, four. Then you hold, one, two, three, four. And you do that four times. And it ends up being like um, one minute and six seconds or something like that. But wow, the change that it gives to us is kind of crazy and it allows our body the holding part is what allows our body to relax and I mean obviously you have to breathe but the holding is what like makes your heart like kind of like pause a little bit and be like okay I'm okay because I'm sitting in a place and I'm holding still like when we start to get like uh amped up we're kind of in fight or flight mode and when we force our body to stay that allows is what allows us to relax and it only takes a minute. And when people are like, I don't have time. I'm like, Oh, it only takes a minute. Right. I even think of like, so for instance, our guys have been having troubles on the planter, um, just like some technology stuff, technology stuff, like not reading with the planter. And I see them get super frustrated. And I even think for them, like to take a minute, take those breaths, like get the frustration out and then like start again. I think that would be so beneficial. I think a lot of people could really benefit from learning to slow their breathing that way. So I love that. Um, So you said something about you didn't feel the effects of anxiety until you had kids. I am the same exact way. I don't know that I ever truly felt anxiety until I became a mom. Can Do you have any insight on why we do that to ourselves? Um, Well, personally for me, I was an athlete growing up, so I definitely never really had time to even think what my thoughts were. It's like I was practicing sometimes up to six hours a day through college. And so I think like being so active in that way was really helpful. Um, And then in terms of like after I had Olive, uh, we kind of live far from I mean not far it's like 45 minutes but we don't really have any neighbors my age um they're all much older than me um and I think you were starting to you were starting to feel the effects of isolation on top of being a new mom yeah and I think that probably anything I never thought of or put any attention to when I was a child or like growing up that maybe could have caused me anxiety just has a just came up and um we actually kind of grow and mature our brain does three different times in our life one when we're you know toddler child growing up then when we're a teen again and then when we become parents and when we become parents it's not actually that our brain is growing and developing anymore. It's more so like emotionally we are um, because we're just like interacting in the world a different way than what we were before. Because now we're like raising human and we're reflecting back on everything that we've experienced. And so I really, it was, it was hard. And I actually, I don't even think I realized, actually, no, I didn't realize that I was struggling with postpartum anxiety until I was kind of through the postpartum anxiety, I was, I just was like, something is weird. I've never felt this way. I like am irritable. I'm tense. Um, I don't really want to be around anyone, but I also want to be around everyone all the time. Like, I don't know what is happening. So I was like, I am stuck inside because it's winter. Well, for us, it was 
I know for not <laughs> for everyone else in the world, it was like, Ashley, it was 40 degrees. It's fine. But for people in California, that's kind of cold. Um, and we had actually that year we had had a severe drought. And then that year was the year that our, the whole drought was replenished. There was so much rain. And so I couldn't get outside that I and when I and I love being outside. And so I was like, what am I going to do? I, I got to do something, something. I don't know what's going on. Something is weird. I feel weird. I, I'm being the mom that I want to be, but I'm doing it in a way where I'm like, what would a good mom do right now? What would a good mom, I think a good mom would respond in this way. Okay. So that's how I'm going to respond. Um, and so I was like, I want this. I just, I think I need to feel more present or something. So I started baking bread. Um, and the sensory aspect and the meditation aspect of like being, doing something that's really repetitive is, was so, so helpful for me. So you saying that, do you feel like people, um, leaning into their anxiety and figuring out like, like you figured out bread, do you think that it takes that for everyone to figure that out themselves? Or do you have any suggestions? Like, I really like to go do grounding and like walk barefoot. It's one of my favorite things to do, which I walk barefoot anyway. But do you have like suggestions for people that maybe are in the midst of it and don't know how to try and aid themselves in their anxiety or depression? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I had already been through my master's program. I had already worked as a psychotherapist. So my tools were a lot different than people who hadn't haven't had that type of um education and work knowledge and stuff so I will suggest that if it's feeling too much maybe seeing a therapist or just seeking out someone to talk to one um and I I did after I realized I had anxiety like in the moment I didn't even realize that like I needed to talk to someone but then when I did then I went and saw a therapist um uh but journaling is a great way to kind of like get our thoughts out and people are like oh where do I start I don't know where to start I have this paper and a pen what do I do uh just start writing like just start writing like start with writing your name hi I'm Ashley Machado um and just write and put a timer on for three minutes and write everything that comes to mind it doesn't have to be perfect. The grammar doesn't have to be perfect. There can be like tons of crosses out. Just like start getting these like thoughts and worries and like being able to kind of be mindful of like what my emotions are. Um, that's a great first step Two, Like you said, ground, getting outside. There's so much healing nature or so much healing energy in nature. Like having our feet on the ground, it like reduces inflammation it lowers our cortisol, it lowers our heart rate, because it just helps us the sensory aspect of like, having things touch your skin um, is has we have like this parasympathetic nervous system in our brain, and it triggers that and that triggers us to calm down that triggers our like breathing to regulate. So that's why grounding works so well. Journaling, grounding, pausing and breathing, talking to someone who you love and care about. And just like start being able to navigate like what is going on. That's perfect. I love those. So that leads me into there's I asked some questions for or I asked if people had questions for you and there's actually a ton. So I'm going to just narrow it down to like the main ones. Um, One of the main ones that was several asked is why am I constantly comparing myself to my neighbor and what interventions can I use to stop this behavior? And there was several that asked about how to get over the comparison. And I think social media is huge that, I mean, 20 years ago, do you think our parents were comparing themselves that hard? No way. Cause there was, we didn't see what everyone was doing every second of every day. So what are some su- suggestions you have for comparison and how we can overcome that? Mm-hmm. Um, this makes me think of kind of like an imposter syndrome also type of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, comparison it's tricky, right? Because we're like, oh, we want to do better. Am I not doing enough? Am I not doing enough? They're doing more than me. But the thing is, and the reality that we we don't have to believe every thought that comes into our brain. Our brain is just like 
firing off thoughts. I like to like look at it like a popcorn popper, right? Your brain's just firing off thoughts. And then we choose subconsciously which thoughts to entertain. And then after that, there's this thing called confirmation bias. And you know, when you're pregnant and then everybody's pregnant, like you see babies everywhere, or you want to buy a red car and then you see red cars everywhere, that's your brain proving that that's a good choice and that's the right thought. So we have these popcorn thoughts, right? And your our brain's like, oh man, look what the Joneses are doing down the street. I'm not doing enough. Okay, so subconsciously you've attached to that thought. And then the confirmation bias comes in and your brain's like confirming all the ways that you are quote unquote not doing enough and not doing the most. That is why we're comparing. But what we know is we don't have to entertain every thought that comes into my brain. And we can really challenge that and say, okay, you know what? Wow, today I'm feeling like the Joneses are doing way more than me. Does that matter? No. No, it doesn't. But we have to be diligent in telling our brain that. And the more we tell our brain that, the more we're going to develop a new pathway for these thoughts to travel down. And the more that that's going to be confirmation bias is going to start working and come into play. I mean, it's a lot of work rewiring and retraining our brain, but there's so much research that says that it is real and effective and it's called um, neuroplasticity and it's the ability for our brain to rewire itself. So that's why people are playing comparison theory. Um, Social media also. Um, and challenging our thoughts is the way that you can get out of it. It doesn't matter whether you're on the backfield or the front yard. On Mo Day, perfection is a game of inches. It's a battle of fence line and fierce terrain. Out there, on that grasshopper mower, you don't let anything stop your stripes. Nothing stands in the way of a job well done. For more on Mo Day and grasshopper mowers, visit grasshoppermower.com. Okay, so I have heard Okay, so I have heard the, this garden analogy, which I've had people message me on this too. They say like, "Oh my gosh, I'm envious of your garden. I love it. I really want to get into gardening, but" and they say "but" and then "I don't have time" or, you know, they have something behind that. And I'll say, "Well, why do you think you need to have a garden then? Like go to a farmers market." You know what I mean? Like so it's seeing something that someone else has and you kind of being envious envious of it or wanting it. And I think you have to go back into your head and be like, Hey, you, you've tried a garden before you didn't like it. Don't think that just because she has a garden, you need to try it. And I've also heard that with like t-shirt businesses, people are like, I want to sell t-shirts, but I don't, I don't want to sell t-shirts. And it's like, well, you don't have to sell t-shirts, just support the people that do. And so I think it goes back to you're right. You have to retrain your brain to almost let what let what you do be enough or let what you have be enough. And that's kind of hard to do sometimes, but it is so needed. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. What I think about when I hear that is like we have maybe almost suppressed what we want for so long that what we it's hard to hear that. Right. And then we see other people doing what they want or we see other people doing stuff and we think, oh, well, maybe that is what I want to do, right? But if we're able to pause, reflect in and start listening to really what's in our heart and really what's going on and stop maybe trying to please other people or do what society wants, then we can hear what we want and start doing what we want. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So here's another question. Okay. Several were like signs to look for when you're dealing with depression or anxiety. And a lot of them are um, tips on getting your husband or your significant other to share their emotions better. How do you get them to talk about it? How to support your farmer during these hard times with their mental health? Mm. Which I would love to hear all those too. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So first and foremost, how do we see signs like in ourselves or in other people? Um, mood, a change in mood, um, a change in behavior. Irritability is a huge indicator of it. Um, anger. Um, if you 
in yourself, if you start hearing your thoughts start to worry, you're latching on to things that typically wouldn't bother you. Um, depression more so you want to stay in bed all day. You don't want to do anything. Anxiety, either you're doing so much or you also don't, you're like paralyzed by a fear of perfection. Um, and then in the like diagnostic manual, it says that it has to affect you more days than it doesn't. And if it's affecting you more days than it doesn't, and it's kind of feeling out of control, I would suggest finding someone to talk to um, or beginning to like take it a little more seriously. Um, for okay, I've, your- heard, I've heard this before. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Can you define anxiety from your standpoint? I've heard a lot of people in my community, especially men, say like, oh, I think I might, but I really don't know what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, are you asking like, wh- what are they feeling? Like, can you explain what anxiety, like what anxiety feels like or yeah, something that lets them know if they are feeling that or not? Oh, okay. Um, worried, worried, stress, heightened body reaction. Like it feels like you like maybe can't ever sit down. Like you're like always got things to do, but not so in the way like the farm always has things to do, but like you started to create things that need to be done in the moment, but they don't actually really need to be done. Um, Like I said, irritability, everything's making you upset or angry, or you're just on edge. You know that feeling when you're on edge? I kind of like to explain it like um, you're ready to get out of the house and someone you know is like moving like a snail. Um, And you're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like that would be like what on edge is. Um, And then like always worried about the future, like being stuck in the future. What is going to happen? What is going to happen? What is going to happen? And then it's happening over and over and over and over and over. And then the irritability begins to affect our relationship. Yep. I've definitely felt that before. I'm glad you explained it like that. Because if I could have said it, I wouldn't have known how to explain it because it's a feeling, but it's not like you said, more days than not. Mine isn't that, but I do feel that from time to time. And I have to And it's like my kids, like, why are you taking so long to get to the vehicle? Come on, we got to take dad this or, you know, and I have to like slow myself and be like, Whitney, they're kids. You're, (laughs) you're probably the reason that you're late really anyway, because you waited till the last second. So I'm glad you explained it that way. That's really good. You know, um, I always like to say I live with three snails. (laughs) I'm you're I'm an Enneagram three. So I have a lot of energy and I can just like get up and go. Um, but not everyone moves at that space. And I think the athlete in me has also caused me to like, want to be early slash on time to things. It's just like this combination that I am constantly working through my kids more. So, you know, they move at a leisurely pace. They're like enjoying life because I've kind of raised them to be more calm than me. Right. Um, so they move a little slower than me and I have to remember like, okay, this is what I want for them in their life. It's feeling a little overwhelming though right now. Um, so yeah, that, that, that is something that I am constantly walking through too. Yeah, I agree. I I grew up athlete as well. And so I think the same thing. I always think Bodhi is walking like I call it snail's pace. I'm like, come on, can we not just feed our pigs and let's go? And he truly like, la da da, looks at the trees, stops and kicks a rock, picks up a stick. (laughs) So it's very different. So another question is, how can we create healthy relationships with a significant other or even a friend that struggles with anxiety or depression. Okay. Oh yeah. And the, before that, the question was, how do I get my spouse to kind of yes. like buy into yes. this? Right. Um, I'm going to say an answer. I don't think a lot of people are going to want to hear, but we can't really tell people to do things that they right. don't need to do. Uh, I know it's hard and it's something that, Manny and I have walked through too. Um, 
because of the stigma around it, it makes it even a little more difficult. And I think what's most important is that we show them and not tell them. And when we're telling them, it's in a way like, I'm feeling concerned, not like you're acting, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'm kind of concerned because I've noticed you've been a little more stressed or on edge lately. Um, That's hard. This is a this is a hard topic because I've felt this before, even in our relationship, which, you know, nobody wants to talk about their personal life. But I think it's just in any business that you're partnered with your husband or wife. And it's a hard conversation to have because you are concerned or you love them or you you want to just talk about it. But like you just said, you can't tell them what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's most importantly, it most important is just um, voicing concern in a way that is coming from your feelings. So I'm I'm feeling concerned about you because I love you. And I've noticed that you've been a little more irritable and stressed and on edge. Is there anything that I can do to help with that? Um, how are you feeling right now? And you know what? I'm going to tell you the first time you say that they're probably going to be like, back what? off. What do you mean? I'm feeling fine. Like go, what? This is going. But the more you kind of like, just say that in a very calm way coming from a, I I'm feeling standpoint. Um, it's just going to get a little easier each time. Right. Perfect. Okay. And then how, so that kind of answers how to support. One really important question that I think somebody asked is, is there a hotline or a rule access for people that we can share because we know many struggling right now in the ag industry? Oh yeah. There, well, there's a suicide hotline. Um, and I think on Farm Bureau, they have a website page that has, um, that, that has like a hotline number for people to call. Yeah. And we can put that in the footnotes too. Um, I think something else to point out is that in today's day and age, it's super easy to see a therapist via online now. I know a lot of friends that do that. And so if you are feeling embarrassed or ashamed for, you know, what you're going through, you can do that virtually and you don't have to go to a doctor's office or be seen by people in your town, essentially. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the bigger things for us who live in the rural community. And because of the stigma, um, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the therapist's office. And then I see six people I know. I'm not sure I really wanted people to know that this is something that I'm walking through right now. Right. And now the whole town is going to know. So yeah, there's a bunch of different apps that you can kind of find a therapist and work on. And then Psychology Today is a great place to search for therapists. And they have a description of, you know, what kind of therapy they offer, who they specialize in helping, and um, how much they cost and if they do web access. Perfect. So um, I think it's safe to say that everybody struggles with mental health. Do you agree with that in some way? Yeah, I would say, well, the research is that one in four people are walking through it in a more severe way. And then I would say three of those four people are walking through it just in a less, it's just a little less. It's maybe not as consuming. I mean, I ever, I mean, we all have times of stress, anxiety, and worry or sadness, and that's okay. It's really okay. It's one of our human emotions. And once, and Also, like the things that are joyful, they wouldn't be as joyful if we didn't know that there also are really hard feelings. So if we could just really begin to accept that life kind of goes in a way like sometimes you're feeling really great and sometimes, you know what, I'm feeling a little down right now. Okay, well, how can I work through it? What do I need to do? How can I be aware? So that next time, maybe it doesn't get me as down. Or if it does, I know what I need to do. Do you think that focusing on gratitude helps at all? Yeah, positive psychology is really researched. I like a little combo of like positive psychology and then cognitive behavior therapy, which is kind of what we talked about in like um, challenging your thoughts. Um, I think 
what you focus on expands. So um, if you're focusing on gratitude, I think you tend to focus on gratitude. And there's a ton of research that people who like tend to be more focused in gratitude to actually just live healthier and happier lives. Um, yeah, is that hard sometimes when life is hard? Yes, of course, that of course. is. I'm. I mean, yes. Um, and I'm not like sometimes life is just shitty, and that's okay. That's okay. What can I yeah. do about it? Like I've made it through everything. Okay. Yep. And Survived a hundred percent of your worst days. Yep. And then. Okay, well, you know what? Once you've recognized it, like, this is shitty. Once you've validated to yourself, like, hey, this is feeling really hard to me right now, and that's okay, then it actually becomes, like, not as consuming and not as big because it's like, hey, I'm I'm kind of recognizing, like, you know what? This is normal how I'm feeling right now. Or almost admitting that to yourself because I think so often, especially with men that I have seen, they try to push those feelings way, way down because they're supposed to be tough and they're supposed to be strong and they're not supposed to feel these things. And when they do feel them, I think it makes it even harder for them to realize that they are truly struggling because they were told for so long, you don't have this feeling. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much shame, so much shame and guilt. Um, I was just interviewed for the um back road cowgirls and we were talking about the shame around it and I was saying like well the shame is because there's a lot of pressure and we feel like we have to be so strong that we overcome everything and when we don't feel like enough that's where the shame comes in and you know what if we just recognize like everyone in the ag industry has a really hard job and no one is like a hundred percent of the time like chilling on the beach then it just is like a little more like realistic like you know what this is hard sometimes also I'm strong and I can make it through also I can say like I'm having a hard time right now right I love that well I think this has been super beneficial and I think men and women alike are going to gain something out of this so where can our followers find you at on social media um, right now you can find me at by Ashley Machado on Instagram. And then I have a link tree page in the link in the bio and you can find information for an anxiety workshop, free downloadables, where to work with me if you would like to work with me. Um, and yeah, it's all there. And you also do some daily journal prompting that I really love. And I think I'm going to start trying to journal now that you talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the easiest way to become mindful. And mindful is just aware of what's going on. And what we talked about, like what that does is just allow you to be like, oh, aware, like, okay, I'm struggling right now. Okay, I'm, I'm chilling and I'm feeling great right now. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Kylie and I always end it with a quote. So my quote today is the strongest people are those who win battles we know nothing about. So thank you so much. And we will see you soon. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. You can follow us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at Kylie Epperson underscore. Be sure to follow or subscribe to Midwest Farm Wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in each day. Stay grateful, friends.